Blog Talk Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio. I'm the Gypsy Poet and this evening we are featuring an individual who's worked in front of the lens as well as behind the lens. And he has worked with many legends in Hollywood and he is the top of Tinseltown starting with the publication known as Variety. Please welcome the substantial and excelsior, Jimmy Drake. <laughs> How are you this evening, Mr. Drake? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. I'm just hanging out on the porch. How are you? <laughs> I'm good also. I'm sitting here sipping my tea while I'm chatting with you. And I want to ask some questions here because you have some not only friends of mine, but you have worked with some wonderful people in the world of Hollywood. And what a joy it is to see that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, very cool. Uh, Thank you for having me on board. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on board. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. And, and I feel... I feel blessed to be here to be talking to you. Every show has been a blessing and has taught me something. And speaking yep. of which, yep, yes, speaking of which, who or what got you into wanting to do films? Well, I started out as an actor, and I, I still am a, an actor in that sense. You know, I was a basketball player, number one, and uh, that, in a, in a weird segue, got me interested in uh, acting. But then acting got me interested in filmmaking. So long story short, it was like one segue to another and uh, just the process of uh, telling stories and helping to affect people's lives and hopefully uh, be a good example in people's lives and sending a message. So that's why that's why I'm in it. Mm. I like that. Where are you from originally? Originally, I am from uh, Inglewood, Colorado. I was born and raised in uh, Inglewood slash Denver, Colorado. And, uh, you know, the only other place I've really lived is Hollywood. So what a, what a combo there, huh? But in the meantime, I, uh, when, I, when I moved to L.A. and, you know, I had some really good teachers, my first acting coach was uh, casting director Steven Snyder. He's a Emmy Award-winning old-time casting director. He's, he's phenomenal in the sense because he's uh, worked with everybody in the industry and most managers know him nowadays. And then it kind of evolved from there. I, I started to do my own thing and uh, I trekked back from Colorado and Den- Denver and LA a lot and uh, I consider both places my home and so I'm kind of a hybrid in that sense. But uh, I'm very lucky and blessed to be able to, to do that. Um what do you love best about making films? Because I asked this question um, because you have been both an actor and now you are a director. So what is the best part about the directing aspect? Um, you know, I think for me the best part about it is uh, telling a story you want to tell. And also you're kind of, uh, when the film is finished, and you know we're, we're coming about that very soon here with uh, our first feature film, but I've done a number of uh, music videos and documentaries and short films. The best part about it for me is that people have the opportunity to watch your finished product and they're kind of uh, forced to look at it, whether they like it or not. You know, they don't have to agree with the, the uh, message of the film. 
but they're at least uh, exposed to a part of your personality that uh, you're passionate about. And uh, that's, I think, what most filmmakers really love about the process is that they have the, the ability to express themselves. This, this question comes in two parts. One, what is the best experience you've ever had so far as an actor and the best mm-hmm. experience as a director? Wow, that's a very good question. I would say the best experience I ever had as an actor came uh, recently when we were finishing up a uh, shoot for Rama Shadows where I got along a, a, the chance to play alongside of Tony Todd. And then for me, actually, it was kind of, uh, you know, I wasn't directing it, but I wrote and produced it. So at the same token, I was kind of like just a proud papa. I was just happy to be on board. And uh, it had the luxury of uh, also acting alongside Tony Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, Directing-wise, I last year, and we're finishing up those scenes, I had the ability to direct Vernon Wells from uh, The Road Warrior and Commando and Richard Tyson from Kindergarten Cop on the same day. Mm. And, and also actor Cooper Huckabee, who is well-known from his performance in uh, The Fun House, from, which is Quentin, one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite films. So I had mm. three amazing actors on one day, and I had the chance to uh, direct them all on the same day. So that was, that was a really nice opportunity. Uh, that was ordained. I want to elaborate a little bit about Tony Todd. I I know that name is um, somewhat familiar. I don't know why I associate with uh, with Candyman. Am I right about that? He is a Candyman. Yeah, he's the original Candyman. Mm-hmm. So uh, this new movie that's coming out here very soon is based off of uh, a Clive Barker novel, but the mm-hmm. first Candyman film starred Tony Todd in 1992, and it's oh, just wow the big box office. I mean, he was, it made him kind of a household name in a sense. And he did a a tremendous job and he really became kind of the first African-American horror genre maestro, you know, at the time. And he still kind of is. I mean, uh, and he's also a great actor and kind of a movie star all at the same time. So there's not much a guy can't do, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Tony Todd is the candy man and it's because of his, his, Paul uh, physique and his great voice. He's he's amazing. He's a great actor. Yeah. I can never imagine anybody be t- to be that dead sexy and that scary in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got yes, he's gone. Yes, he possesses that. He's just got a presence. You know, he's got a tremendous presence, and mm-hmm. he, we've I, uh, we've seen some of the interviews he's done, and you know, he goes to comic cons all the time, and he just has a great following. He's one of a kind. He's, he's awesome. Gotcha. Wow. Um, what is, uh, what is the, the experience that gave you a wake-up call or an awakening into the film industry? Hmm. I would say, uh, uh, you know, everyone loves movies, but we, we don't really take advantage of the fact that some movies can actually like affect your life and how you live your life. Um, for me, the one movie that did that was Braveheart. And I, I really didn't take much care of uh, my future too much. I was, you know, I was kind of one of those guys just going with the flow right out of high school. 
the Braveheart started to to uh, make me think about the bigger picture. And so that's what got me motivated to try and be a filmmaker and also uh, be the best I can be in that in that realm, you know, to help people think about the larger picture. That there's something higher than the, this physical realm that we live in still. I think that was the main movie. And, you know, there was a lot of other movies too, but for me personally, that was that was the main one. Awesome. Is there someone that you have met so far that you've always wanted to meet that's a source of inspiration to you in films, both as an actor and director? That I have met so far? Or yes, that you have Is that what you said? I'm sorry. Yes, uh, that you oh, have okay, met. Okay. That I have met. Okay, that I have met. Oh, wow. You know, I don't quite know if I've met anybody that really um, just totally inspired me to be the best filmmaker I can be physically, like meeting them personally. Um, all of my heroes kind of come from celluloid, you know. So I'm kind of a huge Sean Connery, Clint Eastwood, Mel Gibson fan. But uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 have great, I have a great family. I have a good parents. I have a good father and a mother. And, you know, in that sense, they kind of inspired me, you know, helped me pursue what I wanted to pursue. But, you know, not... You know, besides Tony Todd and the other guys I've worked with, I've not really worked with anyone in the flesh that has been like, man, this guy's really inspired me. So, you know, that's just probably a generational thing. Mm-hmm. I see that. Now, going into horror films, what is so special and or so different about them that that you enjoy? Horror films, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, it, it depends on a person's subjective view on what horror is. You know, I love horror films in the sense I love George A. Romero films, you know, the Night of the Living Dead films and uh, the zombie films. But I, I'm really attuned to the uh, the reality horror films like The Omen or, say, uh, The Exorcist, the films that deal with the diabolic. I, I really like those because it's putting something in the back of our consciousness that we know is real. And um, so that's why I call it reality horror. Um, And that's what my films try to kind of replicate in a sense is that uh, we're going to be dealing with reality horror, uh, with diabolic satanic elements, and uh, hopefully affect people that way. It's not that I don't love a good vampire movie or anything like that, like The Lost Boys, I love that as well. But I just really like the reality horror-type genre, mainly. Um, You hit home with me because I am an 80s child, and I grew up with the Lost Boys. Lost Boys, beautiful movie. Yes. Oh, good movie. Very good. Yes. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, I love that song. It's so haunting and so scary. And I love the grandpa at the end. Oh, that was, oh, yeah. That... It's an escape. I mean, a film like Lost Boys is, is an escape from our yeah. normal. And most people like to watch movies for that for that reason. <laughs> I just like to make I... movies that, or trying to make movies that are a little bit more down to earth and uh, will scare people on a real level. So. Yes, Th- that one at the time was quite scary because <laughs> Keeper Sutherland. Yeah. 
Because Keeper Sutherland was quite believable. Wow. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, natural charisma. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So next question. What is one technique you fell in love with in making films that you would, that you would like to refine even more? I am so sorry. Could you repeat that one more time? I apologize. It's okay. What is one technique you fell in love with in making films that you would like to refine even more? Refine, yeah. Um, I would say the one technique that I just want to keep using is ultimately um, what we do when we shoot a film is we we have a very good DP. His name is Bradley because he, he's an Emmy Award winner. And uh, what we do is we shoot a traditional style series of shots and then we let all the actors do an improv shot Mm -hmm. so that's so helpful in editing and you get sometimes better stuff out of that last shot than you did from anything from the script so uh you know with filmmaking it's one of those things where it's not an exact science you kind of have to let let the actors do their thing but at the same token if you have the, the the shot set up the right way you can you can actually capture some really great stuff. So you know I'm probably always going to be evolving in that sense. I'm I'm no nowhere near an expert at this point, but I hope to be at one point. And uh, you know I'm still learning too. So it's 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 a collective art for sure. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of help along the way, even from some of the most seasoned actors, and you've got some wonderful yeah. veterans on your side. So congrats to you on that. Very much so. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. You, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you plan out the rest of 2021? What does it look like for you from your perspective? We uh, finish up the Realm of Shadows, which is uh, the collective kind of like creep show, Jimmy Drain saga by uh, September. And then we start uh, filming Mr. Tony Todd and the feature film The Dead Rose which is the uh, the first of a trilogy. Right. And then we finish up uh, Initiation, which is a movie about witchcraft. So that's three feature films. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one, Around the Shadows, is, is, is almost in the can. We just have to, have to do a few last little things. The Dead Rose is just kind of beginning uh, a feature film, and the Initiation is about 80% done. And that stars uh, Brandon Wells as well and, Naomi Grossman from uh, American Horror Story, and, and and it's got a great cast as well. Wonderful. Is there a story or a movie um, that is your go-to, whether it be a novel or a film, that um, that when you hit those bump in the road moments? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. As, as a director, or as an actor, do you know? Um. Let's sure. let's go for both. Um, first, as a director, and then as an actor. As a director, you're kind of out there uh, just directing traffic, I guess. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, watching any Mel Gibson film, he's probably one of those guys that's just out there directing traffic, like uh, his mentor Richard Donner. Who uh, they they had so much on a scale that they had to kind of just like direct traffic and also like keep everything sane. So, as a director, I would follow one of those guys. As an actor, I always go back to uh, uh, Bruce Lee and his, his style of acting, which was, uh, if you're not, you shouldn't think too much, just feel, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of actors, 
we're starting out, I had this problem too. I was a psych major. If you think too much about the role, it's not going to come out looking convincing. So you have to stop thinking. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's the biggest thing most actors, I think, should have to know. So it's very complex, you know. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood was probably wanted- one of the few guys who ever pulled it off without having to do much acting and directing. Just kind of, he was very mellow about it, and he was very, very successful. So he was uh, an awesome example for a guy like me. Oh, yes. I want to elaborate a little bit on Bruce Lee. I think he's um, absolutely brilliant, and not just as an actor, but also as um, an individual who, who practiced martial right. arts, I think. He was amazing. Oh, yeah. That man he had was, a... Yeah. That man had a distinct fluidity in his body when he moved, and he had um, a, a distinct calm about him that drew people in. Especially me, every time I watch old footage of him, I think he was truly amazing. Um, there was there was yeah. one interview. There was one interview that I heard him in, and this stayed with me for the rest of my life. And I want to um, iterate this as well to you. He talked about the element of water. Water, no water. Yes, yes. Water corrodes rust. It also takes shape, the thing that it's contained in. It also um, rots wood, and it puts out fires. And at right. the end of, and at the end of his statement, he said, "Become the water," and that left a huge impression with me. And so I followed that advice for the rest of my life. And yeah. I. I Yes, and I bring that up to you because of what you you mentioned about not thinking too much. Because um, not thinking, just um, don't think, just feel. And in a way, that's the way water works. It's it's an that's element. Exactly. That, it. yeah. Yes. Yes. When when and something. Bruce, is, mm-hmm, yes. Go on. Yeah, I'm sorry, good. Go on, darling. No, no, no. I, I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um. Yeah, Bruce Lee was the, he exemplified that. Yeah, for sure. You know, my father uh, was born in Long Beach, California, and he his first martial arts teacher was Chuck Norris. So he was uh, in the '60s. He was uh, firsthand at the uh, the Kenpo Karate uh, International Karate Championship, brought on by mm-hmm. Ed Parker. So my dad mm-hmm. got to see Bruce Lee perform in real life, and um, he was no joke. I mean, they brought guys out of the crowd who were legitimately not part of uh, Bruce Lee's so-called act. A lot of people thought he was an actor and thought he was uh, making things up and manipulating people. He wasn't. So, uh, yeah, Bruce was one of a kind, but he also was kind of a genius. You know, he had the, he had the brain power to uh, kind of tap into that next field. And uh, But he's absolutely right, you know, and, and I, I took that into my acting form, you know, as, as a psycho- psychology major, I was thinking way too much. So the ability, ability to not think as an actor, just do it, is a great skill. I mean, once you learn it, it's like putting on a, a ball cap or something. It's like just flipping on an attitude kind of thing. Agreed. Totally agree with that. Have you done any TV work before? Genie work. I've never done genie work. You know, I have, uh, I bought a, uh, a uh, kind of a cool little carnival uh, genie box set where uh, I, I set it up in my basement with my other arcade games. And we, we it's kind of like, uh, how do you, I don't know how to explain it. He's like a genie in a box. You, you just push the button and he starts to talk to you. But I've never done genie work. 
I mean TV, television. Oh, TV. I'm so sorry. I heard you the wrong way. It's okay. We are... <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, we're doing a TV uh, series here uh, that's based uh, off a series of The Dead Rose with uh, Richard Tyson, and he's the main star. And it kind of uh, follows into the storyline of The Dead Rose, and it all coincides with uh, a bunch of people trying to find the dagger, which is the uh, tip of the spear of uh, the spear of destiny, which Hitler was after. Which, if somebody finds this spear, uh, they'll take over the world, kind of thing. So uh, that's the essence of the Dead Rose story: is that everyone's after this artifact, and uh, it could make them the most dominant person on planet Earth. But yeah, I have another comedy series coming out soon. It's also TV. As an actor, I've I've done mainly film. So now, last question, <laughs> one of the last. Sure. Um, do you like which one? Do you like more? Do you like being in front of the lens and acting, or do you like being behind the lens and directing? Or are they two totally well, different things that you just enjoy altogether? The two totally different things, but I much love more being behind it. I just don't want to deal with having to deal with myself on camera. You know, everyone's like that, maybe to a degree, but being behind is so much more fun. Mm. I see that quite frequently. I think there are more people that want to work behind the lens because it uh, it, it allows more. I, I I don't like using the word control, but I understand, especially if you're an individual who likes to tell the story instead of taking people through the story. So I understand where you're coming from. Oh um, yeah, it's so more nice to, to not look at yourself, and you know, in my situation, it's a nicer thing. Absolutely. So, those of you that are tuning in, this is Jimmy Drain on GPR, and I would like for you to take a take a look at his social media platforms where he's featured and what he's doing. He's got a lot of wonderful things that he's mentioned on the show, plus stuff that he has um, posted in various different places. So, I do have a question. Do you have an Instagram account? Yes, I have uh, it's Jimmy, at Jimmy Drain, and we also have uh, at Thunder Night Films. LTD, so a couple of them. Good, wonderful. So check him out on Facebook as well as Instagram, and be, um, you're more than welcome to check him out on Google as well. So those of you tuning in, you can also find GPR in various platforms for podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, and as well as the, the Google platform that um, that streams my podcast as well. And you can also hear me on iHeartRadio under the podcast section, which is I'm a very happy camper about that. <laughs> so those of you um, who are just tuning in, this is Jimmy Drain. Uh, please feel free to look him up and enjoy the things that he is doing because he enjoys it himself, as, as do I. And um, as we go along, I just want to say, Thank you so much for appearing on my show. So far, so good. It has been a blast talking to you. You have a lot of good stuff that's happening to you lately. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was great. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about genies the next time, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, again, thank you so much for all of you who tuned in to GPR, and I hope to, to hear from a lot of you, which I, I usually do at the end of my podcast. I also want to let you know that it will be archived, so you're more than welcome to listen in after the podcast and, uh, and just see where it goes from there. So um, I know that I have um, 
I get, I get I get messages, I get emails, which I'm forever grateful for. Thank you for the encouragement and the love and support that I get for GPR. You guys are truly an amazing group of people. My tribe on Facebook alone is even the most amazing people. I have an amazing support team who, who love what I do for my podcast. Thank you guys so much for that. I'm very, very grateful for that. So, Jimmy, I want to ask you, um, what mm-hmm. does what do you think twenty twenty two looks for you? Yeah, well, I mean that's all in the hands of the good Lord. I, I don't know for sure. I, I hope it's all wonderful. But uh, by then we'll have uh, two other films premiered: uh, The Initiation and The Dead Rose of Tony Todd. And yeah, this has been in the works for me for about close to thirteen to fourteen years. So uh, looking forward to it. But you know, take one day at a time and enjoy life and. Thank God for each day that we wake up alive. So. Yes, and last but not least, I want to I want to send a shout out to the wonderful Joe Williamson from the Williamson Agency out in Hollywood. Thank you so much for your support, man. You are always a blast to chat with and talk to on the phone. He, uh, he's um, he, yeah. he brought. He brought you to my attention, so he's he's really good about stuff like that. So it was a wonderful event to have you on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. All righty, guys. This is the Gypsy Poet signing off saying I for now.